Well, Mazzy, we have got star of TV, radio, novelist. They used to call him the human headline. I would say broadcast royalty <laughs> yes. joins us on the Wheel show. Yes, worthy, Darren Hinch. Good morning, Darren. Hello, Darren. Hi, <laughs> Patty. Hi, Maz. You've done a lot, Darren, haven't you? You've uh, done the lot. You, you left out politics. Oh, oh. politics. You're a senator. I'm How a senator did we forget? Then the tribe spoke and I was no longer a senator. So hey, there you go. Darren, in politics, can you make a difference? Yes, you can. When we got the uh, several things changed, I mean, it's now an official Liberal Party policy to have a uh, you know, sex offenders on a, um, on a register. Um, yeah. When Malcolm Turnbull was Prime Minister, Prime Minister, he called me one Saturday morning at home and I'd pushed through uh, with Julie Bishop's help, I must admit, and, and Peter Dutton. Um, I pushed through that convicted sex offenders can't go on child rape holidays to Asia as they were doing. And mm. uh, I got a call from Malcolm saying, Darren, they just turned the first one back at Sydney Airport. And I stood at my... Uh, alone in my lounge room and cried. So, yes, you can. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Darren, and in your career, did you ever, I know in radio in particular, and I still remember watching you on your current affairs show, but in radio, did you ever worry with, because you were, they said, I didn't think, say, controversial, but you told it as it was. Did that ever worry you? Uh, Not really. I used used to have a joke where people said, oh, Hinch is a man of his convictions. And I said, yeah, I wish I didn't have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Because you went to jail several times because of it. Yes, yeah, from from naming naming serial sex offenders, yeah. And I was proud of it. I'd do it again. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And during all the time that you have been in the public eye, you've managed to pen 19 books? (laughs) Yeah. 19. This is my new one out of short stories is my 19th, and it sort of happened by accident. I've never written I've never written a book of short stories, but I started writing a novel, another novel about a character I'd written about before in several novels, a journalist um, called Hunter, Jonathan Hunter, and I, a novel for me usually runs about 65,000 words, oh, wow. and I got to 15,000 words in this one. And I'd told the story. I'd run out of words. <laughs> and you can't pad. You can't pad for 50,000. So. You could try. Yeah, you could. Oh, and then Jonathan away. Hunter decided to switch gears and decide to do something different with his oh, life. Yeah, well, anyway, I was having lunch with Dermot O'Brien, who was, was my television producer in the past, and he said, well, why don't you turn it into a short story and write some others? So, so I did, and I wrote... Uh, four or five others, and I call them faction because although they're fiction, most of them are based on something I've known or done or been around. So there's a crooked politician in there in one of the stories. Um, and so, so there's that sort of stuff. And a lot of the stuff is based on my own experiences. I love that because I, I will always lean towards something that's inspired by a true story. I love a true story in a movie or a television series, but, but a book as well. I'm like, if there's a book out there and it's based on true events, yeah. I'm in because the true well, events one, one, are more insane. Stories, that's good, man, because one of the stories is based on a true story um, where a, a woman thought her parents had been murdered when they just gone away for a weekend and uh, – the cops were called in, there were hunts and well, and 
I expanded on it, um, but it, it was based on a, a, a true story. Oh, that's a, that's a wow. really that's an insane story. Now it's there out, it is. It's out now. It's called Short Stories uh, from Darren Hinch. And Darren, what do you out of everything with radio, TV, politics, book writing? Uh, you've only done nineteen. Come on, pick your game up, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate, what is it that you love the most? Is there one particular section of the media? Look, it's it's what I'm doing at the time. Um, you know, um, I I love the, the the massive impact of national television, but radio is so immediate, as you guys know, and you got mm. onto something in a minute. You don't have all the baggage you have when you're doing television, etc., etc. But one thing, Maz, that I was, was going to raise with you, I've been fascinated by your stories about um, uh, about not drinking. Oh, really? <laughs> because because. Um, I mean, I didn't drink after having a trend before and after a liver transplant. I didn't have a drink for seven years. Um, but then because at my um, my 75th birthday, my surgeon was there and I had a bottle of non-alcoholic wine, which I carry with me. Yeah. Um, and he said, aren't you having a glass of wine? I said, of course not. And he said, well, you can have one. And so with his permission, I now occasionally will have a glass of white wine, but it's been watered down with heaps of ice blocks and sometimes frozen grapes. Oh, you're a classy man, Darren Hinch, putting frozen ice into your wine glass. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I haven't, I haven't had a drink for nine years, and I'm, I just feel like it was a great decision for me, and I feel, I feel amazing, and I like talking about that, and I just encourage people to take, to, just to take a break if it's not working for you. I don't try to ram it down people's throats, you know. I just, but thank you for acknowledging that. That's very kind. Yeah, but it's still amazing how many people. I was, I was at a restaurant yesterday at lunchtime, and I saw a few tradies having a few beers. And I watched one of them. He asked one of his mates had one beer, and then said, "That's that's it." And three times he asked him if he wanted another one. Yeah, know? yeah. And, and and then I saw there's only two of them left, and I heard him saying to the second one who stopped after two beers, he said, "You sure? You sure? You sure?" And I thought, it, it, it is changing. People now accept the fact you drink a soda water or lemon, lime and bitters, um, you know, in a bar. But it, it still hasn't changed enough. It's getting there. We're definitely turning the corner, Darren. There's, you know, I think that there's a really big increase in sober curiosity. And I think there's a lot more options out there if you don't want to drink alcohol. When I quit nine years ago, there were no options. It was like soda water and that was it. But I feel like but there there's... Are in beer. Uh, yeah, as lots well, of non alcoholic options. Well, so you yeah. can sit it's with your mates non, and. Yeah. non alcoholic beer. And uh, yeah. I, I often drink Edenvale, which is a non alcoholic wine, you know. But yeah. even if you drink the red one, you chill it down because, it, you know, you, it, it's not the same. But there we are. But no, a frozen frozen grapes in, well, in a glass of white wine is quite good. And, Darren, thing. just quickly, I want to know, I used to, I grew up watching Fast Forward. Steve Weizard used to do Darren Hinch. And yes. It would be shame, shame, shame. Did I you actually remember. ever say that? <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I'll say it to you guys, Patty and Maz, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> but, but I never said it. <laughs> oh, that oh, moment. Wow. Once, that moment. Once, years, once years ago, and, and I, I love Vizard and yeah. I let him use my set and even gave him my gold pen to flash around. Um, <laughs> and one night, one night, I halfway through my own program, Hitch, and O'Brien, I mentioned, my uh, producer said, look above your head. And there was Hunch. I'd done half a show. Under hunch because we just forgot to change the change it, and I just looked at it and I said, I went back on air and said, I'll get you for that visor. <laughs> the thing is, 
once upon a time, I was interviewing Malcolm Fraser when he was prime minister. And I was talking about Australia's still recognising Cambodia in the uh, United Nations, even though what was going on there was the slaughter. Of oh, with Pol Pot and everything. With Pol Pot. Yeah. And uh, I looked at Fraser and I said, well, Prime Minister, all I can say is shame, Australia, shame. Oh. That's the closest I ever got. That's where but it came from. You said shame, 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 so shame. And, took it, and I still get people in the street saying to me, shame, shame, shame. Well, well when Mercy said to me, we're talking to Darren Hitch, you know what that means? Shame, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Hitch, short stories. Mate, absolute, absolute pleasure to talk with you, mate. Hope the book goes well and hopefully we catch up soon, Darren. Okay, thanks, thanks, Patty. Thanks, Maz.